What's up, guys? This is Alex Martin, and this is the Content Creator Podcast, where I stimulate your mind and show you how to market your grind. And today, we're going to stimulate your mind. I got the legend, the icon, Freeway Rick Ross. How you doing today, bro? I'm good. How you? I'm good, bro. Can't complain. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. I can't lie, man. Right now, I'm like... I got the jitters, you know. I see you geeked. Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, first, I want to say thank you. Like, you didn't have to come here, and uh, yet you did it, man. So I appreciate it. Oh, come on, man. This is how I do. You know, um, everybody's important. Yeah. You know, everybody's movement is important. Uh, Even if it's not important to me, it's important to them. And if I don't respect your movement, you shouldn't respect mine. So. You're big on respect. Absolutely. Like, I, that's one of the things, like, when I did my research, uh, you know, one of the things that you said was you you just, like, want to respect everybody. You don't want no enemies. No, I don't. Where, like, where did that start? I don't know. You know, um, my mom was always kind of, like, open, you know. Like, my house was the place everybody played basketball in my backyard and we played football on the side of the street, and and you know, uh, we had food everybody could eat, you yeah. know, at our house. Yeah. So it was kind of like an open society, you know what I'm saying, in yeah. a loving environment. Uh, even though you know sometimes it was chaotic as well, but uh, I guess I got it, you know, from from being around my mom with that kind of open uh, openness, you know, the, the willing to accept other people. Uh, uh, and sometimes even if you don't agree with you know their philosophies you know it was still okay to be friends yeah nah that's real Uh, that's one of the things I felt like the older generation like y'all are better at because y'all could disagree to agree on certain issues yeah yeah our generation man they Maybe on some bullshit. You know, well, now they want to kill you if they if they don't like what you say. You yeah. know, you, I don't like what you say. I don't like what you wear. You yeah. know, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. So uh, definitely a different time. Speaking of which, uh, I saw you take a picture with Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> Politics is mainly where that happens. So what's up with that? Well, you know, it was interesting, uh, and, and I caught a lot of slack behind it yeah. off my social media, and and you know, I tell my people that that. You know, I don't work for nobody. Yeah. You know, I never had a job, uh, so I don't really know what it's like to 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 have to take orders from anybody. That's right. And I kind of make my own mind up. You know, I do my I do my own study, my own analyzation, yeah. and and I'll take other people's opinion, and, and and I'll even chop it up with you about the situation. You know, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm gonna go with with what I believe, even if I have to take the lick, you know, okay, I was wrong, yeah. spank my ass, you know. Right. Accountability. <laughs> Accountability, you yeah. know. So, um, I got a call, you know, from the mayor of Compton, and she was like, uh, Bloomberg is going to be in town. Uh, would you like to meet him? And, you know, all I do is listen to the news, you know, I don't, I don't really listen to hip-hop or or the radio, you know, uh, my my station is always tuned to the news because every now and then they'll drop a jewel that'll throw you out front. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like to hear the people come on, the experts, and talk about, you know, just like the coronavirus. I've been really keeping up with that. Um, I'm going to go into that afterward. Okay. They got something against us. (laughs) And, um, she called me and she was like, Mike Bloomberg's gonna be in Compton. I was like, Compton? 
this dude is worth 58 billion dollars and he gonna be in Compton you know um, some of our stars never come to Compton you know uh, I think the last time Dr. Dre was in Compton is when they were shooting straight out of Compton when the incident happened with Shug you know that's how often they come to Compton and that's it's 2020 and that's probably 2013 no 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 2014 maybe that's a long time ago though it was a while so you got a billionaire coming so what I'm saying is that people don't come to Compton. Yeah. They don't come to L.A., South Central. We just don't see those guys. Here, Mike Bloomberg, he's in Compton. You know, He's walking the streets. You know, like, the same guy that I listened to on the radio was talking about, oh, I'm going to put money into the black community. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's... I want to know, are you telling the truth? Yeah. Are you really going to put money in South Central? And if you are... I'm the one that you should be going through. You know, you should be talking to me about putting money into my community because a lot of times they put money in, but they give it to the wrong people. Yes, you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, I've I've worked with people with the same mindset as you. Independent, be your own boss. We don't allow no Red Cross, no nothing in between. Why should we? Yeah. When when the people are saying that they want to do it, why shouldn't we go out and let them do it with us? Yeah. Somebody that the community trusts, right. somebody who loves the community. I really love South Central. Yeah. You know, I love my people. Yeah. You know, um, I love all my followers on, on social media. You know, yeah. I guarantee you, you know, not one of them will ever tell you that they came up to me and told me that they follow me and, and I didn't, you know, give them a brother hug and, yeah. you know, we, we go eat dinner together. Yeah. You know, uh, they go to the arenas with me because yeah. uh, I don't feel that it's big me, little you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's uh, I, I feel that we all equal and we all deserve the same amount of respect, yeah. you know. And, 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 you know, and I understood the, the, the frisk and search. You know, can nobody, nobody, nobody can, can really talk about it more than I can. Yeah. I got the scars in my face to prove police brutality all of this is from police brutality yeah. all this is all these scars you know you know nobody on the street do that yeah. police did that while I was handcuffed so when you're talking about police brutality I know police brutality too well matter of fact I'm going to court right now uh, I was sitting in my car about about four months ago me and my son was sitting in the car one of my friends that came in and he got one of those tickets where they give you the hotel and the car you know how you buy those tickets online and you don't know where your hotel is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the apps too nowadays. You so, man, he got this hotel yeah. and when we pulled up, I was like, wow. You know, this looked like one of them spots. No, really? Yeah, but it, it was, it was, you know, I mean, it was... But anyway, he goes to check in. I'm parked in the, in the loading zone and the cop pulls in with his lights out and I swear it was people all over the place yeah. and this cop pulled right up to, to my car. Out of all the cars. Out of all the cars, all the people walking. Yeah. He pulled right up to us. And uh, he walked up to my window and he asked me for my ID. I gave him my ID and my registration, insurance, everything, you know, because I'm straight. You know, I'm an auto dealer. And he was complaining about the car didn't have a plate on the front. So I said, oh, well, I'm a dealer and I don't have to have, I got a dealer plate on the back. Yeah. So my car don't have to have a, a plate on it, don't have to be registered or nothing. Yeah. Here's my, my WIC card. Uh, for the auction and he takes it and he runs it and then his partner comes over to my son and he's like uh, you on probation or parole and my son was like yeah 
and instantly everything changed. It was like, get out of the car, uh, and I'm like, hold up. Y'all got the right to demand him out, but you can't demand me out because I'm not on parole. Yeah. No, you get out of the car too, put his hand on his pistol. Um, so I got out of the car, you know, because I know they will shoot us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We, we know incidents yeah. that people have done nothing but wearing a hoodie, and I did have on a hoodie. Yeah. You know, I keep my hoodie on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got out the car, and after I got out the car, he asked me to sit on the ground. I'm like, I don't sit on the ground. Unless I want to sit on the ground. I don't want to sit on the ground tonight, yeah. you know? Uh, so uh, he said, if you don't sit on the ground, I'm gonna take you to jail. And I said, well, you're gonna have to take me to jail because you might take me down, but I ain't sitting down. Yeah. And when I said that, that's exactly what he did. He, he took me down. So he hit you with like uh, evading arrest or? He charged me with obstruct. I'm, I'm charged right now. I'm going to court right now yeah. with uh, obstructing an investigation and resisting arrest. So uh, when, when, when you're talking about police brutality, I know it firsthand. I have my own task force and these guys, 35 got suspended. Uh, I think six or seven went to prison, yeah. you know, for uh, civil rights violations, stealing money, planting drugs, lying on the witness stand, fabricating search warrants. So, so when you talk about corruption with police, I knew it firsthand. I, I testified against those cops, you know, that one night they planted drugs on me, you know, uh, they planted drugs on my girlfriend. Uh, my mom, they planted a gun at my mom's daycare center. Just to take her license, yeah. just tactics to, to cause you financial heartache yeah. is what, what they were doing. So when you talk about um, police brutality, I know it firsthand. Um, but I also understand that everybody deserves a second chance. You know, yeah. we, we've all made mistakes. You know, I'm no longer a crack dealer, and I know that selling crack was probably one of the worst things I ever did before in my life. Yeah. And I've done quite a few things. You know, I, I'm not a saint. Uh, uh, but selling crack may have been the worst thing that I ever did and, and the least thing that I'm uh, fine that I've done in my life, even though that gave me my notoriety, my fame and all that. Uh, I know that so many other people suffered from me being able to drive a car with a nice paint job or have wheels on it or drive some, have some nice clothes or have a house. Somebody else, kid, probably went hungry because the mom has spent the food stamps or, or whatever in order to uh, facilitate this high. Um, and I'm asking people to give me a second chance, you know. So if I want a second chance, shouldn't I allow other people to have a second chance? Uh, for sure, for sure. And like that's, uh, <coughs> in a way, like that's avoiding, because we all hypocrites in our own right. But it's like when you're mindful of it, I feel like uh, self-awareness, I feel like that helps out a lot to where you just like, you know, for you it's the second chance. For me, it's like <clears throat> being open to other people's opinions. It's like, you know, if I, if I disagree with you, I don't have to, uh, you know, like I don't have to be in my feelings about that shit. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to crucify them. Yeah, you, you know. Judge from it, like, oh, Yo, you guys are point of view. That's that. Let, let it, you know, let it live. Right. So how did the meeting go with Mike Bloomberg? Well, we just we just met briefly that day. Um, I'm hoping that uh, that the dialogue will continue. Yeah. 
you know, uh, I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that we all should should uh, hold him accountable for his words. And we shouldn't just, you know, throw up our hands and say, oh, no, I don't want no parts of that. Uh, uh, because one of the things that, that I like about what he said is that it, at least he's saying he's going to do something for the black community. Yeah, nah, for sure. No other president has ever said, I'm going to do this specifically for the black community. Yeah. Hasn't been done. Obama didn't do it. Yeah. Obama never yeah. said that, that he was going to do anything for the black community. Yeah. And we love Obama. Yeah. You know, we put him in presidency. But he never once committed a certain thing to the black community. And for Bloomberg to at least say it, maybe he won't do it. I don't I'm not saying that he's gonna do it. You know, I never I never said that. But I'm saying at least he said that he wanted to do it. And that he's going to do it. Uh so with that to me is a step ahead of everybody else. Nah, I can feel that then. So if people on social media, y'all need to chill in the comment section. I've seen the comments. Y'all need to chill. Take a break. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and they, 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 they have the right to, to voice their opinion. True, true. But w- what I would like for them to do is not only make an opinion, but also do the research to go with your opinion. Because now if you are basing your opinion on uh, non-facts, then uh, it's just an opinion. And opinions don't really mean much without the research and the facts to go behind it. So I would I would prefer for my people to, to do the research and and then on top of that, uh, let's hold him accountable because he may win. He may win the presidency. You know, I think they say he spent already 170 million dollars uh, more than, than than everybody. Um, and, and Trump can't keep up with him because, you know, he said Trump ain't a real billionaire. Yeah, yeah, he said, uh, what was that? They was talking to him about the Twitter deal. Yeah. The Twitter exchange that they had. And, you know, they asked him and he said, uh, uh, you know, do you think it's fair? I know, I'm paraphrasing. You know, do you think it's right to argue in public with, you know, to, for kids to see two billionaires arguing in public? And he, he went, who's the other billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, he's not the only one that said Trump is not a billionaire. Yeah, you know, nah, um, uh, my guy that owns Virgin Records, I can't think of his name right now. Um, Richard, Branson. Richard Branson also yeah. said that he's not a billionaire and he makes billionaires look bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like Speaking of billionaire status, as you move, you know, and I'm structuring it like I'm structuring it the right way. You were considered a billionaire at one point in time. Yeah, some people say that. Yeah. <laughs> How was that like when you were like in the time period? Well, you know what? Uh, uh, when, 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 when I was selling cocaine, yeah. um, I loved it. Yeah. You know, I was willing to die for it, kill for it. Uh, but I was lost, you know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't in my right mind. Because had I been in my right mind, I could have taken what I had and not only set myself up, but so many other people. Were you like ever like counting like how much money was coming in? Because I know for me personally, like I said a number for me, I, at one point in my life, I want to make $50 million. I don't know how it's going to happen. I hope that it's tech. <laughs> so uh, like, was there ever a number like growing up? 
My number will change. You know, when I first started selling drugs, I wanted to make five thousand dollars. Really? That was my goal. Uh, I just wanted to put some wheels, some wheels on my car, yeah. get my car painted, and I was gonna be good with that. So, did you always have the entrepreneurial uh, mindset? Uh, I, I guess I always did, but I didn't really know what an entrepreneur was. Yeah. You know, uh, I grew up in a poor house. You know, single family. You know, only the moms. And my mom knew nothing about business, you know. She didn't know about structuring a business, how to start a business. But, you know, even when I was a kid, I used to organize car washes with all my friends. I would cut the grass. I used to hustle bottles, cans. So so I, I guess I've always had the entrepreneur skill, but I never knew how to channel those energies into um, what I eventually learned how to channel it into. So now you're drawing uh, the pen, uh, not the pen, but you're in the marijuana industry? Yes, I'm going to be the king of marijuana. Uh, I plan on being the biggest marijuana dealer in the whole country. Uh, that's my goal. Uh, I don't have a number of how much money I want to make. I don't even care about the money. I just want to be the biggest. I just want to dominate the industry. Uh, I want my brand to uh, be the biggest brand in the industry. And it's L.A. Kingpins, right? Yeah, L.A. Kingpin. Yeah. How long you had this going, you know? And what uh, made you even jump into the industry? It was a long story, man. I, I had, um, I just got off parole, and um, I wasn't doing well financially. Yeah. Uh, I was getting eviction notices on my door because I was paying half my rent and, and couldn't pay the other half, and yeah. sometimes I'd be $200 short, and sometimes I'd be $700 short, and uh, I just wasn't in a space that I wanted to be in, you know, financially. Yeah. And uh, one of my guys came by, you know, to celebrate with me the day I got off parole. Yeah. And uh, a white guy out of Ohio named Matt, and, and uh, he was a, he's a stoner. He's a real stoner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about a real stoner. Yeah. When you see stoner, he's a real stoner. So he came by and he was like, man, I'm going to uh, San Bernardino to the High Times event. You ought to ride with me. You all parole, come and celebrate, smoke a joint. And I was like, man, I ain't smoking no weed. And, because uh, I hadn't smoked weed since the early 80s. You know, okay. um, and so, hold on, what year is this that you get off parole? Uh, I got off in, wow, I don't even remember what year it was. Probably like, let me say I did six years on paper, so it would have been, Oh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 maybe, 14, 15. Okay. So uh, he talks me into going to, uh, to, the, to the event with him. He's like, man, I bet you'll sell a lot of books out there. Yeah. And so I went and grabbed six boxes of books, like 200 books, and, and we headed out, man. Yeah. And just like he said, I didn't even get in the gate, yeah. and they started buying them books. Man, Rick Ross, Rick yeah. Ross, man, we love you. Yeah. Thank you for all you did for us, for your sacrifice. And uh, basically, they were saying that with me exposing the CIA's actions in the cocaine yeah. also helped make marijuana legal in California. Um, so they just showed me so much love, man. It was like this new environment that, that I never saw before. I never saw people with like trash bags of marijuana, big jars of marijuana like this big, yeah. just sitting on the table in the open. And then the cops are walking by protecting it. Yeah. And people are smoking weed. And, yeah. and man, they was giving me like, I was tripping, right? Cause I don't even know that I'm going, but then there's people here like 
man, I made this popsicle for you, it's vegan. Yeah. I made this sucker for you, it's vegan. I made this candy bar for you, it's vegan. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is the kind of love I'm gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they bought all the books, so yeah. I didn't have to carry no boxes outside. I had a big water money. Yeah. And, uh, man, dudes was coming up with, with money, wads of money like this, like like we used to have when we sold cocaine. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want some of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel that. So when I went home that night, uh, I told my called my brothers and I was like, man, y'all didn't tell me about this, man. Because at that time, what I noticed, I had never even noticed that it was a marijuana industry, you know, because I was kind of like, you know, it's kind of like when 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 you, you your tunnel vision. And my vision was to get off parole because I had, I had a P.O. from hell. This yeah. guy was trying to send me back for everything. Yeah. So uh, uh, I know what I had I had done is I had done just what I was supposed to do to get off parole. Yeah. And uh, I also kind of felt like, you know, getting into marijuana would be a stepping stone of me going back to selling cocaine. But then what I realized is that I had already committed to myself that I was never going to sell cocaine again, so I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. You know, that was already uh, established. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's over with. Right. So no matter what happens, you're not going back. Yeah. But then I was like, it's legal. Yeah. Rick, it's legal, yeah. Rick. You, you can get a license. You're going to have a permit. You yeah. know, you get to ride around with the paperwork. So um, I jumped in, man. I started with $500. Um, and I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Um, I got up to. Uh, uh, they stopped me on the on the highway one day. I was going up to the mountains to buy marijuana, yeah. and they stopped me. I had a hundred five thousand in the car. The police took my money. Um, but I started to do really really well in the yeah. industry. I, I saw the similarities between. The marijuana and my skills that I use in the cocaine business. Yeah. So if you had to give advice to people right now, like mindset wise, what would it be as far as like uh, applying it to the industry? Well, with, with any business that you go into, you you, you want to be focused. You know, vision. you want to have tunnel vision. Yeah. Uh, uh, at least during the time that you're doing whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. You, you know, you want to be focused right into that. Uh, you, you you don't want to, uh, um, I, I mean, let's use boxing, for instance, because, you know, I'm working with, a matter of fact, we got a fighter fighting tonight. Yeah. Saul Rodriguez is, is one of my guys. I've been working with Saul since he was 16. Yeah. Uh, I went to a fight, and he was 16 years old. He came up to me, and he was like, man, you should be managing me. Yeah. I'm going to be the champ. Yeah. And I was like, this little boy, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> And here I am now in Dallas. He's the main event tonight. Um, But you have to really be focused on whatever it is you're going to do. Because if you don't want to be the best, then you just want to be mediocre. Right. And if you're mediocre, you're going to get mediocre pay. Facts. Facts. But if you're great, you know, why... Uh, I, I just do so much studying, you know. I study like Michael Jordan. Why was Michael Jordan getting 45 million a year, and then they got another guy who's only getting 500,000? Was this guy, was Michael that much better than this guy, that that um, that he should get what? 45. <laughs> That's what a hundred times more more uh, uh, money than this other guy. So what, what was the difference? 
well skill set but Michael focused on what he was doing this other guy probably was playing around you know last one to practice first one to leave you know slacking on all of his workouts you know wouldn't do a shoot arounds like he's supposed to and and that's usually you know people say oh well, well they get talent well my teacher says that the talented guys are always first to practice and the last to leave so maybe work ethic and talent goes together you know what i'm saying maybe there's something that can't be separated you know because i hear people all the time arguing you know oh well he's just he's just a natural well somebody what i would call a natural is a guy who never picked up a ball before and comes on the court and totally dominates I never saw that before. Nah, this is facts. He's, he's talking about LeBron <clears throat> and how much he invests in his body. And, you know, it's, you know, a hundred, well, at least they say it's like millions he spent on his body. But, you know, the guys like that, they put that time in. You know, even like listening to you talk earlier, you do your research. You have yeah. to do your research. Yeah. I mean, without research and without knowledge, you're gonna suffer yeah you know Uh, and i I had struggled with that for so long man it like literally i would uh i'll be a big reader but i wouldn't apply it yeah you gotta apply it you know uh in one of the one of my most favorite articles in la magazine they did an article on me and it's called uh, rick ross is dreaming yeah Uh, you gotta read that article one day Uh, i was in prison with a life sentence and the guy comes up and visits me and he's talking about me reading these books, this get rich. I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have, really didn't have no option. I had a life sentence without the possibility of parole. They tell me I'm never going home again. Yeah. And I start reading these books, and he calls them the get rich quick uh, uh, genre. You know, what the mind of a man can believe, the body can achieve. Yeah. And he said that I was testing out their plausibility, and and you know, I didn't know what plausibility meant. Uh, so I went and looked it up in the dictionary, and plausibility means that I was checking to see if they really worked, and that's what happens with us. We don't check the plausibility; we just take our opinion and run with it. Uh, I believe that everything that we do, everything that we hear, should be tested. Uh, one of my favorite books, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about having an open mind. Yeah. You know, can you open your mind up? to accept new things. Uh, he asked me a question one day. Um, I read the book like 25 times, yeah. too. That, and then I know uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's another one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you're, like, you're big into the... Uh Get rich quick books. <laughs> you know, well, well I don't bad. really figure. I don't even think they get rich quick books no, because no. they don't talk about Money that you're gonna get rich quick yeah. overnight. No, you it's know, it's really about the mindset. The mindset, yeah. the the dedication, the sacrifice, the burning desire, uh, all those things play a big part yeah. in becoming successful. And so often, uh, people think that they see somebody like a Michael Bloomberg that he was lucky yeah. you know uh, now Jordan. now a Donald Trump whose daddy and granddaddy was rich yeah. is a different story yeah. but that's why he's been jacking off all their money yeah. you know they say he lost more money than anybody in bankrupt twice, bankrupt twice. I think last year they say he lost 800 million dollars or something of, of other people's money <laughs> See, that's crazy and you know that's another thing too man uh, I, I hear a lot of guys preaching and like I 
I can't really speak on it because I haven't applied it yet, but like the whole uh, use other people money. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love that. Okay. But I took it a step further. Okay. So talk see, about it. Talk about see, it. when I was in prison, that's what they talked about, using other people's money. Okay. So I was like, wow, what's more valuable than money? No. Their brain. Huh? Listen, listen to me. What's more valuable than their money? Their brain. Why? Because their mind generated the money. That's game. So if you know what they know, you can generate what they generate. It's just like baking a cake. If I show you the recipe to bake a cake, all you gotta do is follow that same recipe. You're gonna get the exact same cake. As long as you keep it in the oven just the same amount of time. <laughs> now, don't keep it in there 10 minutes longer because you yeah. might burn that thing. Yeah. Don't take it out early. Yeah. Don't put extra milk yeah. or eggs, whatever the ingredient, the flour. Put just like the ingredients say, you're going to get the exact same cake. Yeah. So what I said is, why not use their brain? Yeah. No, let them keep their money. Yeah. So you, I'm pretty sure that you're good with networking then. Oh, I love networking. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a networking yeah. fool. Which is why you're big on respect. So hold on, yeah, come on, man. Like, come on, drop that game. So all right, when you when you're networking, what's like the first thing? Like, let's just say people skills. Because you know, listen, listen, okay, listen, listen more than you speak. Right? Listen more than you speak. Because if you talking and they can't talk, and if they talking and you talking, you can't hear what they said. Right. They say you can't transmit and receive. So I'm big on listening, yeah. you know. Uh, I like to do my talking too, yeah. you know. But when I'm around uh, people who are spitting game, I listen, gotcha. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm good at copying yeah. right. people. Yeah. You know, somebody, somebody say, uh, well, don't be no copycat. But my man say, make sure you copying the right cat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I once heard Shaq say, uh, like this is at the time when I was doing music. He was like, whatever you do, do a remix. Like what you saw, throw your spin on there, but make it better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Same scenario. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when we copy somebody, copy the right cat. Because you're gonna be copying somebody. Everything that we know, uh, uh, everything that we know, we learn yeah. from somebody. Speaking of learning, you're an author. First off, let me say this. I know that you couldn't read as a kid. Yes, I didn't learn how to read till I was 28. Wow. So how did you, uh, how did, like what made you get into like reading? Well, I was in prison and, and, and they told me that I was never going home again. Yeah. And there was some old cats, you know what I'm saying, that was, that was you know, uh, jailhouse lawyers. And they was like, man, you count on your lawyer to get you out? Yeah. Like, yeah, I got a good lawyer, man. He went to Harvard University, top of his class, and, and I'm paying him well. He's like, man, that dude got kids. I was like, yeah. You think he care more about you than his kids? I was like, nah, I know better than that. He got a wife. Yeah, he got a wife, man. You think he care more about you than his wife? I was like, nah. He got a practice. I said, yeah, he got his own law firm. You think he care more about you than his law firm? I was like, no, nah, he ain't gonna risk his law firm for me. He got other clients too, don't he? 
Now, he might care more about you than his other clients, but he don't care more about you than all his other clients put together. Yeah. I was like, are you right? They're like, so you think he wants you out of jail better than you should want yourself out of jail? And I was like, no, you right. Yeah. I better get on my, I better get on my studies. <laughs> so I went to work, you know. Um, Marcelli made me some cue cards so I could learn how to read. I got me a brand new dictionary, one of them nice pretty ones, and I liked it. I liked to have it around, and everybody would come and, man, let me see your dictionary. And, and I was highlighting it, and, uh, uh, First book I ever read was uh, Malcolm X, and when I read Malcolm X's book, I saw that he couldn't read either. So then I felt kind of good, like, damn, Malcolm X, one of the baddest dudes that ever lived, and he couldn't read either. He taught himself how to read in jail. And then uh, when I was reading the book, he talked about, if you lock us up, we're going to learn how to read and write. So uh, I saw myself and Malcolm, you know, so he kind of like gave me courage to like to go forward, to go forward, to go hard, and uh, I saw that I could do what Malcolm did, yeah. you know, and and I just started. I just went to work, man. But uh, that's how um, that's how I started reading. Okay. So then you start writing books. You're yeah. All, you're a legit author, man. Yeah, man. It was. It was. The book came about because all the youngsters used to come to me and ask me for game. You yeah. know, uh, they was going home. So, cause you know, when you're in federal prison, you're gonna be in there with a guy who might be going home in six months. Yeah. And a guy with a life sentence might be in the same dorm. You know, yeah, might yeah. be living in the same space. So these youngsters used to come to me all the time, and they would be like, Rick, man. Uh, I never made $10,000 selling drugs. How was you able to make so much money? And uh, I would just give them game, you know, like, look, man, I took all my money and reinvested it back into my sack. Yeah. You know, I didn't want uh, uh, I didn't want a car. Yeah. You know, I wanted a bigger sack. Yeah. You know, I started working to get a pound. Of, uh, first, I started when I, I started with an eighth. Uh, I had 125, my partner had 125, so we started with a with an 8, what we call the 8 track. Yeah. And from the 8 track, I wanted to get a 7, and from the 7, I wanted to get a half ounce, and then I wanted to get an ounce, and I just wanted to get bigger, 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 right. and I kept pooling all my money. The only money that I would take out was money that, that I was eating off of. Yeah. And I told him that was really my secret to, uh, to being successful, and later on I learned that they call that compound interest, right. you know, where you compounding your money back into the business yeah, yeah. Um, and when I read Richest Man in Babylon he said specifically that you're supposed to take that money out for yourself yeah. you know every time don't spend all your money yeah. on things that will be soon um, forgotten yeah. I think it's his correct words okay, okay. you know like you buy a pair of shoes you wear them for a year and they gone and yeah. you throw them away you forgot all about them yeah. um to take your money and buy things that you can remember, yeah. you know, things that's gonna last, yeah. things that's gonna be around, that's gonna hold value, yeah. um, and 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 that's basically what I did in the in the cocaine business, but unconsciously did it. So um, now I can consciously uh, do those things because I know that these are the things that I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> hey.
hey, you know, uh, um, I try to lace these dudes. You know, I spoke at the high school the other day, and uh, a lot of the kids, they saw me on Vlad TV. So they was like, man, I saw you on Vlad. And I said, did you hear me when I told Vlad the only reason I talked to him is because y'all listened. Because if he wasn't teaching, he wasn't allowing me to teach y'all. Cause really, I should have I should have a reality show right now. Yeah, you know they Which, should. I see you doing casting. I am. I'm starting one. Uh, but I should have been had it. Really, we should have documented uh, my whole journey since I got out of prison. Uh, I mean, it was a hell of a journey. You know, yeah. Floyd Mayweather picked me up from the halfway house. Really? Yeah. So you're talking about it's been a journey that we could have got a lot of lessons from. Uh, it's been a lot of lessons lost. And that's kind of like this book, The 21 Keys. Yeah. The 21 Keys is kind of like those journeys. Yeah. Uh, Cody uh, rode with me every day. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Cody rode with me every day, and he took notes, yeah. you know, of my journey. Um, but I just wondering how much better it would have been if it would have been on film, you know. Because yeah. uh, uh, people people love film more so than they like yeah. to read a book. Visual <clears throat> But these books are definitely treasures, uh, um, and I just I just shake my head that people are really slipping on these books because uh, when I wrote these books, I was trying to let them into my head. You know, I wanted them to know my mindset. Like we like I told you before, uh, will you take the money or the brain? That's the biggest gem that. Well, you, well, you know, in, in, in the richest man in Babylon, he talks about it. Uh, he has a story where this father sends his son out to be a man, and he gives him two bags of gold, and he gives him some clay tablets. And when the son comes back, the son gives him back his two bags. Of, no, he gave him back three bags of gold, and he said for the clay tablets. I think I'm going to give you six bags of gold because this is how much more I value your wisdom over your money. So basically what this kid was telling his dad was that your wisdom was six times more valuable to me than your gold was. And and it's so important that, that we learn that because sometimes the only thing we're after is the money, the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. And I'm saying... Get the wisdom, get the wisdom, get the wisdom. Yeah. The money will come. Yeah. I, I, I tease people sometimes. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, you know, when I go and do a deal, I had a money right here, and then I had that bat right here. Yeah. So if you don't take that money, I'm going to put that bat on you. I'm working on some, some major marijuana deals right now, yeah. and uh, I'm going to put this bat on them. Yeah. If they don't take this money, I'm going to put that bat on them. So uh, uh, we have to be in a position of power. You know, so often we work from a position of weakness instead of a position of strength. And I, I want our people to, to, to become powerful and strong. And, you know, I, I hate yesterday, you know, when I spoke to the kids, I should have ended it with, uh, come and help me. I need help. You know, will you help me? Will you come and be a part of this movement? And, and show the world that we can do anything. Yeah, nah, that's real. Yeah. So then, do you think uh, down the road, do you think you would ever do like an online master class in a way? I, I, I want to do that. I want to do an online master class um, or a TV show. Matter of fact, I'm talking to a, a network right now, Impact Network. Okay. Uh, I'm going to meet with the owner. 
and maybe he'll let me set some up like that. I, I have been trying to uh, to do. I, I tried to do a reality. I, I got all the way to the president of BET with the show too, where where I was going to be taking kids that was about to go to jail, and and the judge would give them one more chance and, and let them come and work with us, and and I help them get their life back together. Um, and BET uh, dropped it at the last minute and said, "Oh no, it's too serious." Too positive. <laughs> I, 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 like yo, that's the one thing I don't understand. But then that's where we come in. We take over. Like you said, we do our own thing. Yeah, we got to. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't count on other people to. Uh, to, to look out for us, yeah. you know, just like I couldn't count on my lawyer. My lawyer, when I found the issue that eventually got me out of prison, the lawyer who went to Harvard said I was wrong. If I would have listened to him, I would still be sitting in prison right now. Just luckily, just luckily that I had enough confidence in myself and my reading ability and my understanding of the law yeah. that I said, no, put it on the record. Because he didn't even want to put it on the record. Yeah. And if you don't put it on the record, you can't appeal it. Man, I mean, you know, what y'all got to realize is when you hear me talk, you, you're hearing a guy with less than a second or third grade education going by the school system. Yeah. You know, if you went to my records, they would say that I was retarded. Yeah. And when you hear me talk right now, I know I know I don't sound retarded no, no more. Oh, man, you're like literally you're the wisest guy I've met. Man. Same forever, you know. Other than that, it's my dad, you know. Like this is not me just like talking. So you ain't stroking me, bro. I'm mind blown right now. Like I'm sitting here in shock and literally just like, man, it's a lot that you can learn. Like like you said, like the brain. It's literally like I want to be next to you, Mr. Ross. Like. Well, you know, our brain is our most valuable asset. And so often that we forget how powerful the human brain is. I mean, the brain sends rocket ships out of space. Yeah, yeah. And even then, like, we build the computers. And even, like, with uh, with AI, I'm pretty sure you're aware of it. With AI, like, as much as it, people deem it as a danger to us, we can still outthink that. Yeah. We put our minds to it. Absolutely. You know, and so uh, that's, I don't know, Mr. Ross, like, yo, you, man, you dropping some gems. <laughs> well, you know, I just wanted to share, you know, some things with you. You know, you're a young brother, and, and I feel that um, my wisdom could also assist you one day in, in, in your journey. Look, I got the book yesterday, and I'm going to apply this. You know, literally. And you should. You should. You should check out his plausibility. Yeah, plausibility. Yes, sir. You should check his plausibility to, to see yeah. is he lying or what. No. I want to know. Yeah. I want no. But you should want to know. Yeah. Is he lying? Yeah. <laughs> is he telling the truth? Yeah, yeah. You know, so often though, and we take we take other people at face value. Yeah. You know, they tell us something, and we believe that shit. Yeah. And, this is true. And we support them. Yeah. And that's only because we too lazy to like, you know, to do the research. Stuff. Yeah. No, nah, that's that's crazy. And even then, so it's like, I don't know, man, like my Ross, you keep coming with content. So like what's what's in it, like in the near future? What other things we got going on? Well, you know, my 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 main thing right now, the low-hanging fruit, is the marijuana industry. Yeah. Um, I think I got the deal worked out last night with the company that, that that, that, that's gonna do the do, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They 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 gonna take the cash, yeah. <laughs> so, so they don't feel it. They're not gonna get the raft, but yeah. it's gonna be a bunch of them that have to fill the raft. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep touring with my book. Yeah. How uh, many press uh, media like 
companies have you went to over the past few days? Because I know your hustle is intense. Man, I just left Oakland. Yeah. You know, I did about, ooh, about eight or nine in Oakland. Jeez. So, like, with, with your energy, do you do any coffee? Mm -mm. No, I don't do coffee. I'm on vitamin D right now. Uh, I'm, I'm also uh, studying with the brain surgeon right now. So don't be surprised if you see me in the surgery room one day doing brain surgery. Yeah, yeah, I'm putting together a thing right now uh, with one of the top brain surgeons in the world. Uh, he also thinks that he's going to be the one to come up with the cure for, uh, what's the name of this disease? That coronavirus? Yeah. Uh, really? yeah, he thinks he's gonna be the one. Wow. He says yeah. that he says that he can kill anything. Man, that's crazy. Speaking of the coronavirus, yesterday man, I hop on Twitter and I see the CDC. A way to avoid getting the coronavirus. Guess what they want us to do? What's that? I'm not making this up. They want us to shave our beards. In order to avoid getting the coronavirus. This is something they literally tweeted. What does a beard have to do with? <laughs> in my head, I go, is this like, is this overhyped? You know? Yeah. I would, well, well, you know, matter of fact, we we talked yesterday, me and the doc and uh, and one of my other partners uh, was on the phone yesterday talking about it. And he said that the coronavirus is definitely a disease that nobody really knows about yet. Really? It has... Uh, some components that they never saw, you know. Uh, he, he says it has like claws on it, okay. where it sticks to your body, okay. it grabs you, and, yeah. and, and it holds itself to you. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a disease that nobody really knows about. Um, and he says it's gonna probably be a, a pandemic. Wow. Yeah, and I'm hearing that too. Uh, it's, it's crazy, but I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, if anything. Yeah, it's making me more of a germaphobe in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm catching myself washing my hands more than I usually do, and uh, even like more showers. But then, so yeah, it seems like you're getting heavily into the medical field, if anything. Yeah, I am. I mean, well, you know, the goal is to help the people. You know, it's not really to, to make money. I mean, I, I want to make money. I need money to, to pay my bills. Yeah. Uh, um, but you're pro the people first. But I'm pro the people first. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't, if I came up with a vaccine, uh, a doc come up with a vaccine and I had something to do with it, it wouldn't be where, where he would be gouging. You know, I wouldn't, definitely would not be happy with gouging the people. Yeah. You know, I would definitely want it to be uh, distributed, you know, uh, um, Fairly yeah. and equally, you know. Price. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm hoping that that I'm the one that uh, helps him put this facility together. He, he doesn't. Uh, right now, he, he has a, a, a vitamin D that he created that clears the mind from autism, old times, how you how you pronounce it, autism. Yeah, yeah. The boxers. He got in touch with me because he saw me working with boxers. Yeah. So he reached out to me. He saw me with the boxers. So he reached out to me. He said, you know, I can help your boxers. Yeah. And I was like, what you mean? He said, you know how they be slurring and, and punch drunk and, and whatnot. He said, I can clear their head up. I can get all those black spots out their brain. And I was like, what? And so I jumped on a plane the next morning and went and met with him. And we sit down and, 
and he bought me lunch and, and we talked and he told me about some of his concerns and, and some of the ways that this system has treated him. You know, uh, he's a black man, so he's he, he felt that the system hasn't treated him fairly. You know, he's come up with things and, and they've taken them from him. And I mean, kind of like me, you know, they took my name, you know, they took my story. You know, the, the TV show Snowfall, that's about my life. Number one TV show on TV, I'm not getting a dime from it. Not even a consultant credit. Yeah, speaking of which, like, the impact that you have had on culture, you, you've watched these things happen. Do you care about it at all? Uh, kind of, you know. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel flattered, yeah. you know, to have had such an impact on society. Uh, but now I want to have a positive. I want my grandkids to be able to say, yeah, my granddad, he sold cocaine for a little while. Yeah. You know, just for a little while. But look at all the other stuff he did. Yeah, nah, when, when the coronavirus hit the world, he was one of the ones that helped. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine how my grandkids would feel if they was able to say that? That's legacy. You know, like, my granddad was a part of that. Yeah. So um, those are the kind of things that I want to do right now. Yeah. You know, those are the things that... Uh, I want to be remembered for, you know, and, and you know, I know they're going to probably throw up the cocaine, you know, yeah. oh, he sold drugs. Yeah. That's the haters, though. They only going to focus on the negative. Yeah. Like, like, I'm looking at what you're doing right now, and I'm like, I'm just amazed because I'm like, as an OG, like, you literally, like, I know your work ethic, you probably put in 100 hours a week minimum. Probably so, or maybe more. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for me, man, I'm looking at things now because I'm like, I just want to increase my work ethic. And, you know, that's one of the things, like, you spoke on. And you got to enjoy it. Gotcha. You know, when you enjoy it, then you don't want to, you don't want to end it. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. You know, you want to just keep going. Like, yeah. this this is it. Yeah. You know, this is my ultimate high. It's, it drives you in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so what uh, other things you got your hands on as well? Oh, you know, I got my clothing on. This is my clothing line. Yeah. Feel the material. Hey, dude, that's hella nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm planning on bringing like top quality clothes, yeah. but for rock bottom prices. Hey. I mean the same, the same thing I did in the drug business. You know, I, I wanted to have the best cocaine I could get yeah. and sell it to them as cheap as I could sell it to them. Yes. So I'm doing that. I got the clothes going on. Uh, I still do my motivational speaking. Where can people buy the clothes? Oh, they can get it at my website, com. Also, you can get the book. Yeah. You can get the both the books. Yeah. You can get both the books there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I also do cars. I, I got a car yeah, lot. I, heard you say I sell cars. Yeah. Uh, what else am I doing? Oh, the movie. I'm working on the movie right now. We've been wrestling with the script for about three years. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I want it to be, I want this story to be told the correct way. Yeah. I don't want no more snowfall bullshit out, yeah. you know, where they're glamorizing and, and making it look good yeah. and not giving people the facts. Yeah. I, want, I want kids to be able, when, when a kid read this book and he's thinking about getting into the drug business, he's going to know exactly what he's getting into. Yeah. He's going to know the ins and outs, what's going to happen at the end of the rainbow, yeah. you know, because a lot of times they think at the end of the rainbow is a is a rap record, yeah. you know, uh, 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 with Universal, Def Jam is going to sign you, yeah. you know, uh, <clears throat> so I want them to know, yeah. you know, uh, that it could be some, some handcuffs, some cufflinks, yeah. you know, at the end of the <laughs> rainbow yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm doing that. Uh, what else am I doing? What else am I doing? 
Uh, I'm working on two reality shows. Mm, the boxing. Yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get, man? You got... I get about four, most days, four. So you, like, so I'm, I'm assuming that you're a part of the marijuana industry. You obviously smoke. But then do you I eat. I don't eat no, no alcohol, yeah. no alcohol. I yeah. never drunk. Uh, you know, every now and then I have an occasional drink, maybe yeah. twice a year. You yeah. know, I might drink some champagne, a little yeah. wine. Uh, but no, not a drinker. Yeah. You know, drink and kill too many of my uncles and cousins and and, and so forth. So yeah. no, I'm not a drinker at all. Uh, and the only vitamins I'm taking right now is vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a vegan though. You know, yeah, yeah. I've been a vegan for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, I found out I didn't need me to live. Uh, and but then like, did anybody come to you with that idea? Like, hey, you should try this. One of my friends, he made me a bet that I couldn't do it for six months. Hundred dollars. Really? Yeah, he made me a hundred dollar bet that I couldn't do it. I won a hundred dollars. I spent that hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and when I when I went back to eat meat, I got sick. Gotcha. So, so I, I might as well stay on the path. Might as well stay where I'm at. Yeah. I'm getting everything I need. I don't feel any different. Yeah. Um, and and he gave me a book too called "Do You Live to Eat or Eat to Live," okay. and in that book, uh, I saw that there was people that wanted me to eat meat who really didn't care about me. Gotcha. And like that's the main, that's the corporate. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, do you think like, cause by you being in health, do you ever think you would do a food product? Oh, I definitely want to do food products. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything that they do, I want to have a part in it. Yeah. Uh, um, cause we should have alternatives. Yeah. You know, we should have choices. Seriously. And even like, you know, growing up, I grew up in Detroit. So growing up like in the hood, you just like you don't know. You don't have you don't know you don't know your choices. Yeah. If you don't know you have choices, then then you don't have a choice. And if you never exercise your choice, then you don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope y'all listening. Because <laughs> this man is giving game. He's giving it casually. Uh. I try to. I try to, man. Uh, but we have to exercise our choices. You know, if you smoke cigarettes and 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 you think that. You could quit, or you don't need cigarettes. Then you have to try one day, yeah. you know, nah, and see if you can quit. Nah, seriously, that's why one of my things now. I'm like, uh, for me, it's drinking. I'm gonna tap out. You know, my goal is to do. Um, literally, my birthday is May 9th, so the goal is just to like tap out, man. And by then, I want. You go tapped out already? Nah, yeah, I made up my mind. Today. Today, I made up my mind. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Leave something for tomorrow that you could do today. Hey, that's that's that procrastination side. You can't be a procrastinator. Yeah, nah, that's My man in the richest man in Babylon, he said procrastination has killed so many men's dreams. Yeah, nah, seriously, and I can see it, man. And even then, like, even listening to you talk, it's like I, I picture you a go get it. Whatever you see, like, that interests you. I go for it. I go for it. I don't wait. Why wait? Why wait till tomorrow? And so, like, with that, what's like the like the next big thing that you're like totally like? Because I, I I know it's a big goal in mind. Well, uh, 
I mean, working with the doc is, is, is big. Yeah. You know, he's talking about uh, helping people with old timers, with football players, with the black spots. Yeah. And then if he comes up with a cure for this coronavirus, yeah. I mean, that stuff is like, you, you really can't get no bigger than that. Yeah, you know, um, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if people see me maybe on a basketball team or yeah. football team. Or something like that there uh, I could see I could see those things so maybe maybe I don't know maybe I buy Apple or Microsoft too yeah. you know while I'm buying stuff I just might go and buy those companies up as well because uh, I study corporate takeovers so so I want to take over a couple big companies yeah. just to show people uh, look man this game is it's like playing Monopoly man it's all fake they just keep printing it you know that money don't really have no value no way <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, wrapping it up, if you can give people five things to walk away with, game-wise. I'm going to give them some straight game. Okay. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. As a Man Think by James Allen. Richest Man in Babylon by George Classy. Freeway Rick Ross, Untold Autobiography. Yeah. Ricky Ross, 21 Keys to Success. Go get them. Get that, y'all. Man, I appreciate you giving me the time, the opportunity to, like, just... I'm glad to see you wrote in, man. I like to see young brothers getting it, man. And, and I hope that uh, that I'll be able to mentor you and, and you mentor me. I don't know, stay in touch, brother. You better believe it. It's a sharp like, mind sharpen each other. Yeah, it did. Like you said, the brain. Like, yeah. I Let him keep his brain. money. Yeah. Keep your money. I don't want your money. I'm gonna give you some money. Yeah. I'm gonna give you some money. Yeah. I want that brain. Yeah. No, for sure, Mr. Ross. Where can people follow you at? Uh, they can follow me at Freeway Ricky on all social media. I'm trying to hit that 200,000 mark right now, so uh, go check me out. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit it anyway. It's that thing starting to grow, and the internet ain't caught up with me yet. See, I got right now. I got the internet tricked. Yeah. I'm running a trick on the internet, and they don't even know yet. Yeah. Uh, I've been had a thing that I've been doing since I've been home is taking pictures with random people, just yeah. anybody. Yeah. Because what I what I peeped out is that the stars don't take pictures with common folk. Yeah. They don't want to be around you. That's why they don't date you. Yeah. You know, they always date. You look at look who they date. They date each other. Yeah. Oh, I'm dating this one because he raps and I'm dating her because she's a singer. And yeah. I date him because she's a, a movie star and, and she's a singer, but they don't just go out and date common folk. Yeah. And there's some nice looking, smart, intelligent, people who walk the streets yeah. every day they just never had a break yeah. you know no I never gave them that break Seriously. so that don't make you a bad person because you never had the break yeah. um, but so often our people uh, put themselves in these classes and they don't it's like limited in the way limited thinking absolutely so like you exposing people to different platforms different levels absolutely this is what you're capable of absolutely I love that man like you don't have to do that and yeah you, you're doing it I love it though yeah I love to see that light bulb come on in the head. Like, be y'all, oh, I got it now. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's so dope, man, because it's literally, like, for me personally, I'm like, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Why, why put a limit on yourself? That's, that's, that's just not being open. Yeah, Bill Gates ain't no smarter than you. I mean, his daddy was a was was a patent lawyer, you know, who who knew how to patent ideas and, yeah. and so forth. And so somebody came to him with an idea, yeah. you know, and 
and he took it to his daddy and got it patented. Yeah, no, seriously. And that's all about who you're around at that point. It goes back to what you were saying earlier. You gotta be around the right people. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on. It's a lot of game, man. Y'all better peep it. I love y'all. Hey, so thank you, Mr. Ross. Uh, this is the Stimulated Podcast, the Content Creator Podcast, where we stimulate your mind and we show you how to grind. Take notes, follow Mr. Ross, follow me at I am Alex J. Martin, and follow the podcast at The Content Creator Podcast. That's on all platforms. Thank you. Peace.